Hello and welcome to In Search of Snacks podcast, the podcast where we discuss all your favorite snacks as well as strategies to help you keep them secret. My name is Pete. <laughs> My name is Bob. You know, we rebranded this podcast once. Why can't we do it again? Let's go. Um, In Search of Tracks is a fun thing, but boy, we do love our snacks. We um, do. Pete, I was recently on a flight cross country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't flown, so I, I, I'm uh, pulling back the curtain. I am in age. If if you're a young person, if you're smart, you find an airline you like. You spend the small additional money it costs to fly that airline. Hopefully, it's convenient to you. I think that's the move. Mm-hmm. You get a credit card that provides you points and extra benefits. Um, use that when you buy your flights. Pay it off religiously. Don't carry a debt. Um, and use the same airline. Then you accrue points and then you can travel for free and it's a nice thing and ba 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 ba. I can't wait to hear how this connects to snacks. Okay. So I fly American mostly. Um, their snacks are fine, whatever. <laughs> Not really something to speak of. <laughs> Um, but also American either owns or has some sort of weird uh, relationship with JetBlue. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened, I booked through American and they were flights operated by JetBlue. All right, sure. Haven't flown JetBlue in a while. Let me try this out. Totally fine. Flights are fine, whatever. The only snacks they had, um, kettle corn popcorners. Good. I would even say I enjoyed them. Sure. Sounds all right. Cheez-Its that I had to look at several times. They were whole wheat Cheez-Its. <laughs> oh, they whole tasted, wheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a second. Something's off here. These taste like stale cardboard. So my theory is not only were they not regular Cheez-Its, they were whole wheat Cheez-Its that also had been sitting there from like a pre-pandemic time frame. Like, oh shit, we bought, we just got our annual supply of Cheez-Its in like the end of 2019. Oh shit! And these are just sitting there for two uh, years before I ate a bag. I don't like that at all. Um, some, yeah, they were bad. Uh, and it's like, yo, I think I eat cheese. It's twice a year, maybe, maybe. And I say this as somebody with kids who who will indulge, indulge in a cheese cracker. Sure. Like, I'm definitely taking goldfish over cheese. It's, um. But like, all right, they were the worst possible version of Cheez-Its. And then <laughs> then the coup de gras, they had these honey, like uh, honey graham cracker bites. And I'm like, all right, like when's the last time I ate a honey graham cracker like plain just to snack on? Sure. That's not a million miles away from the, uh, oh, it's like, um Oh, what is it? They serve. It's usually served with coffee. It's like a cracker cookie, biscotti. Oh yeah, yeah. So like an airplane biscotti. They're like a biscuit. Sure, fine. That's fine. Like graham cracker. That's the bastardized American version. Let's try this. Pete, I'm not joking. I would have rather eaten <laughs> sand than eat these godforsaken graham cracker bites. They were so bad. I ate, I took a bite of one. They're, they're no larger than a single square of a Hershey's bar, by the way. I took a bite of one, which was about half, and was so repulsed. I was like, do I even finish the other bite? 
Oh man. And I'm like, okay, maybe I got a weird taste in my mouth. Let me just from the terrible Cheez-Its. I never would have imagined that to be that bad. Let me eat the other half. And after I ate the other half, I was like, well, guess I'm not finishing this bag. Pete, it was a terrible snacking experience, the likes of which I had not seen for many years. Um, Interesting. Here's how the snacking went. Get the popcorners, get these other two all at the same time. Very kind uh, flight attendant. Hands me all three. Cool, cool, cool. Open up the popcorners. I was starving hungry. Eat them. Finish the bag. And I'm like, cool, cool. Let me go in the Cheez-Its. Open the Cheez-Its. Oh, oh they're whole wheat and old. <laughs> oh, ugh. Ugh. Let me use some soda. Wash this down. Ugh. My mouth tastes terrible from stale Cheez-Its made of only the worst wheat in the world. Um, all right, let me grab one of these honey. Oh, it was like being <laughs> like, I feel like I know how Abraham Lincoln felt that day. Just taken out from the back. Um, Sounds just like the same experience. I mean, you got to find a different airline, Bob. I think that's the move. Well, I got to, I think you need I got a new make credit some, card. You need a new airline. I need to make some complaints to American and just say, look, look, I get it, but I deserve like triple points for this experience. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, have you had any recent uh, quality <laughs> snacking experiences? Uh, <laughs> no, no real quality experiences. I'll say that um, I've had a lot of pie recently. Mm. Um, had some people over. My wife made a blueberry pie, oh, and my friend yeah. made a banana cream pie. Oh hell yeah! And they were great. And not only were they great, it was even better for me because about half of the pie, each pie was left over. Oh, the best, the best. But they're like super fresh, so you got to eat them quick. So I've been like, yeah. dude, I just we finished the pie tonight, but I'm pie like for sick breakfast, on pie. pie for yeah. lunch, pie for dinner, pie for brunch. Com- yeah, I'm not complaining, but it's like, man, I was, no, I was, I was, I was feeling a little rough earlier. I get you, I get you. Um, but it's worth without it. without continuing in terms of snacks for too long. Um, Amanda made a peach custard pie. Okay. Holy that shit. That sounds Fantastic. great. Fantastic. Fantastic. So here was the scenario. Went to our friend's house for a, a little mini pool party. Just a few people over. She's like, oh, I'll, I'll make a pie and bring it over. We can have it. We're going to have dinner there. That, But dinner there turned into, hey, let's go eat dinner somewhere. Let's go to this Thai place. So we go do that. Then during conversation at dinner, it's like, oh, there's this really good ice cream place right down the road. And I was like, oh, cool. Secretly in my head, I remembered the pie. <laughs> it was like, awesome the pie is mine no one else gets to eat the pie i'm so excited so excited so excited in the parking lot coordinating plans everything is unfolding and then our friend remembers the pie being a good host didn't want to supersede the pie with the previously unplanned ice cream trip so it was all decided to go home and eat the pie which was awesome great pie there was there was still some left over. I think I had about two two slices uh, or so to bring home. Nice. So I ate those. So I still had some leftover pie. That's all you I, really need. I mean, yeah, like that's fine. It's fine. It's. F- <laughs> I I was really like yum 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 yum. I was excited. Like I was just gonna have pie for the next three days. I was so amped, but it all worked out well. And here we are. In search of tracks podcast, let's talk about some music before every listener uh, either um, dies of diabetes or uh, shuts us off because we're not talking about music. Yeah, real quick, 
listeners, hit us up. Best airline, best food on an airline, best oh, snacks yeah. on an airline. Yeah, and those are different categories, so please be clear. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess best meal. Best meal you've ever had on an airline, because meals have kind of gone the way of the dinosaur. But but best food, like sometimes some airlines have like a little sandwich thing. The yeah, pay yeah. food. Like if you're somebody who's fancy and buys food on the airline, I want to hear about that. We also want to hear about like the best free snacks. Yeah, free snacks. Free snacks. Pete, what are we doing today? We're just having a good old fashioned mailbag episode. Hell yeah. You can tell by our laid at laid back laissez faire attitude that we uh haven't intently listened to a record and picked it apart. So we are going through some questions. We have people who submit questions via social media. They do so by following us on Instagram and Twitter at TraxPod. And some who get real froggy like to send us emails. <laughs> they send those emails to us at TraxPod at gmail.com. God, it's like you thought of that to be uh, easy to remember. So, <laughs> Pete, let's get into it. What do we got lined up? I know there's a lot of different questions from all over, so let's just get into these questions. So we got a ton of questions, but we don't have all the time in the world. So, so let's just get into it. I think the first question is uh, appropriate given <sighs> the subject matter. Yes. We got a question from Christian Slater on Instagram. Great and he name. wants us to rank the best lunch options. Okay. And he gives us a few options. Okay, give them to me. Tuna melt. Okay. Reuben. Mm, okay. Grilled cheese. Okay. Or a turkey club. Oh, Pete. Uh, thank you to uh, the person who submitted this. You you know the way to our hearts and to our <laughs> inbox. Um, One of the better questions we've got. To the got. top People of our inbox. Note. All right. Um, yeah. So, Pete, I want to set some ground rules. Are we talking about the best possible version of each of these? We'd have to ask Christian, but I'm going to say yes. Okay. So, we're going to go best possible version of a tuna melt, a Reuben, a grilled cheese, or a turkey club. But I think that's a good clarifying question because a bad tuna melt or a bad Reuben can be <sighs> a bad pretty bad. Of these. I mean, yo, I, I had think a, a good, it's really tough to do a bad grilled cheese. Dog, I was about to say, I had a bad grilled cheese once. I was on tour with a band. Jesus Christ, I've never told <laughs> this on air. Um, we had uh, played a show the night before in Richmond, Virginia. We drove overnight to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we hadn't made it to Atlanta. We were outside of it. We were in the state of Georgia. We decided to stop at a 24-hour adult entertainment uh, establishment. Okay. Uh, they had uh, people who danced, et cetera, on the stage. Uh, they also served served food. Okay. Um, I won't get into all the gory details, but I got a grilled cheese that was essentially two pieces of <laughs> what's the, the the is it craft cheese like yeah. two pieces of the orange glowy American cheese craft singles on Wonder Bread that felt like it was lightly microwaved, not toasted. <laughs> And thrown on a plate uh, by the wonderful woman who then went up on the stage. Um, so you're saying that this establishment did not specialize in the food? No, no. Also, uh, I could taste the cigarette on the side of the, <laughs> the bread as I ate one bite and then promptly went to meet one of my friends at the uh, 24-hour subway 
that was across the street next to the gas station. That says um, a lot. This is all happening at around 7.15 in the morning. So you went to go eat at a place that smells like sneakers over this grilled yeah, cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, that sounds right. That was a really bad grilled cheese. So that's like the worst possible grilled cheese. <laughs> it was so bad, man. That was so bad. But the best possible grilled cheese is good. We're going to go with best possible version. Pete, let's do this. Rank them from your number four spot to the number one, and you, we'll go back and forth. So you give me your number four. I'll give you my number four. What's your number four? Bottom to top. Oh, jeez. Come I on. I have to think about this. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Turkey Club only because I never Mm. really think to order that. Um, It's not a go-to order for me. Um, I like turkey and I like club sandwiches, but this is not a go-to for me. So even the best possible version, I don't see myself ordering it all that much. Okay. Okay. That's number four. For me, number four, tuna melt. Is there cheese on a tuna melt? Yes. That's what makes it melty. Right. Yo, that's gross, bro. Why am I putting cheese <laughs> on a fish? Um, I'm a fan, dude. I know it's weird, but I'm a fan. There's a lot of people who are a fan. Uh, it's number yeah. four for me. I am not a fan. I'm notably not a fan of seafood. However, tuna fish on uh, an English muffin was a big delight for me when I was like nine. I love that. Uh, I would eat a tuna melt if someone paid me some money. So that's number four for me. <laughs> Fair. Number three. Number three. Um, you go first on this one. Man, uh, this is a, a tough one for me. It's going to be the Turkey Club. I The best possible version of Turkey Club rips. Uh, the combination of turkey and bacon, always a solid go-to. Um, I want to say, this is a weird thing to say, uh, Kate's Joint, a vegetarian restaurant in New York. So obviously it was veg vegetarian turkey and vegetarian bacon. They had a turkey club that I think I conservatively ate uh, 100 times there. I <laughs> loved it. Um, wow. Loved it. They just And they had whatever vegan mayo they used. I'm not big on mayo. It was the right ratio. The toast varied in level of like perfect to rip your mouth open. Um, it was great. So a, the best possible turkey club, pretty good. I really like it. It just says how much I like grilled cheese and Rubens that it's, uh, that it's only number three on my list. What's your number three? All righty. Number three for me is Ruben. Okay. I like a Ruben. Okay. Um, this is a side note, but my father-in-law, every time we go out to eat anywhere that has a Ruben, he'll order it in this way. Yeah. He'll order it, but he always orders it in this way as if he's like, it's like his last choice where he's like, he's like, ah, I'll get the Reuben. I think I'll have the Reuben. Like, so, it's like, so it's like a last talking, decision. It's yeah, great. What you're talking about is default setting. <laughs> that, Cause I have the same. It's like, this is my default. I'm considering other options and then yeah. reverting to go, who am I kidding? I'm just getting the Reuben. What am I? Yeah. Well, I'm going to lie. I'm kidding myself. What are we doing here? So yeah. uh, shout out to your father-in-law. I appreciate that. Energy. I love it. Big, big fan of that energy. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't order Reubens that often. Mm. I love them when I do, but mm. they never, they're just a little heavy for me. Mm. And we're talking lunch here. Like that's putting me out for the day. That could be for sure. You're right. You're not wrong about that. You have to you have to be smart about your Reuben digestion there. Yeah. Reuben for dinner, maybe. I'm okay with that. 
But See, Ruben for lunch is tough. I'm on a new wave, man. I'm trying to go heavy at lunch and light at dinner. Um, Fair. But you have to really, you have to commit to being active post-lunch. True. Harder to commit to being really active post-dinner. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. So, uh, all right, you went three. All right, you're you're up for number two. What's your number two? Tuna melt. Tuna melt. It's that high for you, huh? It's pretty high. What kind of um, bread are you? What kind of bread are you getting on that tuna melt? Uh, I can go any which way. I'll do white bread, but I'll probably do. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So that that one's a. It's a. It depends on my mood, honestly. Right. My number two is grilled cheese. A perfect grilled cheese is awesome. Um, I will recommend. I like uh, Swiss and mozzarella, fresh mozzarella. Um, make sure you uh, there's a term for it, but you don't want you want to squeeze out a little bit of the 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 juice out of the mozzarella. Just dab it out if you need to. Whatever, yeah, you just don't. Yeah. You don't want it to be too. You want it to melt a bit more and not ooze. So dab that out a little bit. You do Swiss, the fresh mozzarella in the middle, then Swiss on the top between two pieces of bread. Boom, perfect. Get that with some tomato soup. I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, nice. And your number one would then be grilled cheese. Damn. Okay. What's your perfect grilled cheese? Oh, perfect grilled cheese. I'm a white man. bread. I I'm mean, white bread for grilled cheese. By the way. Yeah, like I'll go Italian white bread, bread or like I can do a thick cut. Like, ooh, if you do like like a nice thick bread on there. Damn, we are going all in on food today. So I uh, mean, that's the thing, man. Like I. I Talking the ideal, I would have to think about that. I'm just, I'm thinking like you go to a place, they just like, hey, we have the grilled cheese or you just go to a diner. And that's right. I'm thinking about know, going to a diner. Just, I'm going to Rainbow Diner right now. Yeah. I'm honestly like, I'm thinking about this as if I'm going to a diner. If I go to a diner, my order is typically either a tuna melt or a grilled cheese. So that's, uh, that's the vibe, man. Well, my but number grilled, one. Grilled cheese is a fake, uh, is a, is a, is an easy order for me just because, to your point about the fish and the cheese, sometimes that uh, yeah, you gotta be careful with that. I might throw you off. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Uh, Reuben, Reuben, Reuben. Best possible version of a Reuben is awesome. The only thing is, when I think of a Reuben, typically it's on like a rye or a pumpernickel. Yeah, I don't, I don't go rye. I don't go pumpernickel. I will if it's all they got. Um, okay, I like I'll, a rye. I'll go rye over pumpernickel, but I don't want the heavy uh, fennel seed stuff at all. Got to stay away from that. Okay. Um, but I, I like the cut on a Reuben. You're right. Can be heaven, heavy. The best version is not. Uh, there's been times where I'm like, oh, no sauerkraut. Yo, if the sauerkraut's done well on there, ooh, it's perfect. Uh, good flavor texture combo. Okay. Food time is over because <laughs> I think we also got a question. Top three all-time live albums. Do you? I, I can give my list. Um, I mean, I can think of some. For me, uh, um, Kiss Alive 2. Okay. Um, I can give my all time. Uh, yeah, go for it. Iron Maiden Live After Death. Okay. I, I'm a huge fan of Bad Brains Youth Are Getting Restless. I've I'm, never heard that. Oh, it's such a good, it's so good. It captured the Bad Brains, um, I think in like 87. And so they have, they're still playing their early 80s material. They're hitting their groove stuff. And just the recording's perfect. Really good energy. Wow. Um, I I don't want to fake the funk. Frampton Comes Alive is a really cool live record. Uh, Never heard that either. 
it's the definitive version of songs you've heard a million times. Yeah, I know. That's, you know? that's the weird um, thing. It's one of those things I'm just like, yeah, I know I should hear that. Uh, Cheap Trick Live at Budokan is awesome. That's a great awesome, one. awesome record. Like again, like Cheap Trick has some good studio stuff. Obviously, you might just need Live at Budokan. Um, Black Motor- Flag. Who's got the ten and a half? Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? You say Motorhead. I was gonna say Motorhead. Hammersmith. Yeah, yeah. That's another one of the classics. Um. I really like Pearl Jam Live on Two Legs, which is, I believe, Pearl Jam Live in Australia. Um, it's very good. Okay. I th- if I'm correct, it's almost like two hours long, and you just start to respect the ability of a singer or vocalist just being able to, to stay on for several hours and then realizing they're rinse-repeating that you know, for a month straight, essentially. Even if you're giving them a day off or two days off, you're like damn still like that's crazy yeah um i think think, uh uh, you know what some of those unplugged uh records i i think unplugged albums should count as live i think they do yeah nirvana Nirvana, unplugged fantastic thin lizzy Um, live and dangerous oh good one really good one um uh (laughs) what do you how do you feel about you two live under a blood red sky i've actually never heard that Wow. Yeah. Maybe the first vinyl album I've ever put on by myself. Um, I uh, have found myself listening to the 10,000 Maniacs unplugged set a lot recently because their version of Because the Night is the best version of that song. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and actually, like, uh, there's, uh, I, I'm sort of charmed by some of their other material there. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's actually uh, shout out to the uh, Extreme Noise Terror live uh, appeal session. I think that's a, I think that's a partial live studio thing. So I like that a lot. Um, I don't know. I'll uh, ride for like most live Bob Dylan. Oh, hell yeah. I think that he has like a lot of interesting eras and live stuff. And like guys like him and like Neil Young were like, we're always killer live. And they've just recently, over the last 10, 20 years, been releasing all this archive stuff, which is like usually great. Um, What's the real notable Neil Young one? It's somewhere, I think it's a San Francisco or a Berkeley set that's really good uh i'm forgetting the name of it but anyone who's listening who knows it knows it and is yelling so that one yeah it's not coming to mind i'm not sure um and then i'll say we covered nirvana episodes and episodes ago but i've always thought of them as a live band like the the what's that wishka the live record they did for sure um, yo you're is fantastic um and like really any of their live stuff is fantastic yeah yeah that's uh that's right on um all right next question i think we got a question from gm john asking quite simply hate thousand hardcore question mark i don't know what that means bob you don't okay um (sighs) uh style era time frame of hardcore from belgium um that actually there's a book on it it is harder heavier um and metallic and you can find a lot about it so 
uh, let me think of some that you might know. Um, Congress. Okay. Familiar with Congress, Nations on Fire. I think you'd be familiar with Congress. Liar. So these are all bands that I know the names and I could picture mm-hmm. the album covers, but I never went there. Yeah. Um, Liar, Spirit of Youth, Blindfold. Yeah, um, I'm looking all this up. Spirit. Okay, so I heard Spirit, Spirit of, of Youth. You've heard for sure. Um, they really kind of brought a metallic sound to uh, European hardcore that, that became very prevalent and also influenced a lot of other stuff. Um, I think there was stuff like Archangel that came out of it, but I wouldn't nec- I don't know if I'd necessarily call it hate thousand. I don't think it was, um, but yeah, it was just like a huge scene um, and it pulled in a lot of stuff. I have some friends from Belgium who can speak on this very intelligently um, that, uh, I think people should listen to maybe this. This is probably a better axe to grind topic, but Pete, maybe we'll have you join us for a uh, eight thousand deep dive. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the uh, the first impression take. Yeah, oh, um, which is so good, man. That's there's almost nothing better than the first impression take, especially when it comes to like deeply seated underground music. You know, I, I mean, I was a big fan of the more metallic stuff and still lean that way a lot of the time. So I feel like you could actually find a lot in, if not the origin point of some of this stuff, kind of where it ended up. Like, I think you could actually like liar in Congress. I'd be really curious about your opinions on. So cool. Let's do cool. it. All right. What's up? What else we got? Um, best song on the Shrek two soundtrack. <laughs> You're Jesus allowed to Christ. you're you're allowed to check the track list. All right, Shrek two motion picture soundtrack is the third Google result. All right, so you have kids and you're not you weren't watching Shrek two, I guess. Shrek two was released in 2004. My first child was born in 2013. No, okay. I have not seen I don't it. I don't even know when these movies came it out. Could. That's All right, how so shit. Uh, David right. Bowie changes. That's a pretty easy answer. I wonder if it's just the standard version or if there's some weird shit going on here. Let's go through this. Accidentally in love is the literal jumping the shark counting crows song. It's like <laughs> accidentally in lo- like yo, I want to, I want to like. I don't. I can't remember that song. Uh, I want to not coming to me. Step on tax. Just reading the title and remembering what it sounds like. Changes. David Bowie. Easy one. Well, no. Let me go up to the one. Holding out for a hero by Fru Fru. Fru Fru. Uh, basically, one hit wonders from the early aughts. I'm hoping holding out for a hero is the um, I need a hero. Um, I'm holding out for a hero. Na, 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 and it's gonna be, let's say, hold on. This, it is not, it is their own song. Uh, I'm not going to listen to this then. Forget it. Um, it's not a, uh, what's the song? Is it a Tina Turner song that's in Short Circuit 2? <laughs> um uh, the like pull. climatic uh um short circuit two song um man i need a hero what a song oh boy let me think about this for a second um i'm still going through uh as lovers go by dashboard confessional definitely not going to be in my number one Funky I, mean, I, don't, Town? I don't know most of these songs. Maybe Funky Town's pretty good. I'm on my way. I don't know. I need some sleep. Oh. I'm that, an Eels fan, but I don't yeah, know that song. Okay. Ever Fallen in Love? Oh, and that's a cover. That's Pete Bjorn doing Ever Fallen in Love. Like, is that supposed to... Is that a Buzzcocks cover? 
I don't know. Yes, it is. It's is uh, it? Pete Yorn covering the Buzzcocks. I love that song. I'm not super familiar with the Pete Yorn version. Little Drop of Poison, Tom Waits. You're so true, Joseph Arthur. Oh, Joseph Arthur, interesting. Nick People Cave. Ain't, People Ain't No Good, Nick Cave. That's kind of a good song. Fairy Godmother song, no. Living La Vida Loca by Eddie Murphy doing that cover. Okay. All right, well, clearly it's Living La Vida Loca by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> great. <laughs> and Antonio Banderas, apparently. Hell yeah. All right, there Sounds we go. Great. Um uh, that's, that's, changes that's the is, changes the answer. Ever fallen in love? Cover Pete Yorn uh, is the dark horse. Um, Why is this guy asking about the Trek Two sound? Is this like a big a thing fan. Still, is this? I mean, hey, that's Ronnie cool. Tyler holding out for a hero. Um, just watch it. Uh, Short Circuit Two holding out for a hero fan edit will um, give you an idea as to uh, pull a YouTube video that can give Bob goosebumps. Um, and uh, there it is. <laughs> Johnny five five alive. Let's do this. All right. Next question. Thank you for the question. Next question. Shrek super fan weirdo. <laughs> I love you, but that's weird. You know, but if he asked like, Hey, what's your favorite song on the Josie and the pussycat soundtrack? I'd be like, Oh, great question. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. So, so, you'd yeah. be like, which song haven't I covered? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a fact. Um, best Tom waits material. Uh, Soulful Saturday Night Sad Boy songs or the Tin Can Banging Barking Bangers? <laughs> I like that. Well put. Uh, uh, Tom Wade's an artist I have zero familiarity with. So go ahead, okay. Pete. Um, I, uh, I only know so much. I never did this total deep dive, but okay. I like the soul sad boy songs much more than I like the bang on a can barking songs. I just that stuff like i just have no place for it but like the sad kind of like particularly closing time like the first record Mm -hmm. just being a sad guy drinking at the bar i'm i'm in on it piano ballads i'm down okay Mm, okay uh i i get all my piano ballads from uh, a little man known as the piano man from long island uh maybe you're maybe you're familiar with billy joel yeah Uh, do you like tom waits more than billy joel Yes. Like it's not even a question for you. Like not even a Although here's the Come thing. On. It's not, I you're faking have, the funk. I've never really given Billy Joel the time of day. What? How like I really not? I really don't think I've given a Billy Joel album a full listen ever in my life. You need to ask yourself one question, <laughs> my friend. Sing us a song. You're the piano man. Come on. What are you doing? Come on. All right. Well, do you so like we, that song? Like, do you actually like yes. that song? Hell yes, I like that song. <laughs> okay. He's so whack and so all right. cool all at the same time. He's awesome. Like, he's unabashed. Like, he's so good. I can't even, I can't even express how emotional I can get thinking about Billy Joel. Okay. So there's two problems here. One is that <laughs> one, one is that one is that you care too little, and one is that I care too much. I agree. No, no, it's not even that. No, here, check this out, dude. I so I I've I've been to way too many karaoke nights. I'm a huge oh, karaoke guy. Hell yeah! We so I've go, seen man. that song sang so many times that mm-hmm. I just I can't do it anymore. So that's the one. Okay. The second okay. thing is I think the secret reason I've never really done the deep dive on Billy Joel is because I'm afraid I'm going to like it a lot. Which I think will be the case. Look, man, you like good music. Yeah. You, you will like it. It is so ridiculous. And he's so unhinged with like, he will lean all the way in on these pop corners of the world. And like, he's a talented freak. 
some of his stuff is garb, total garbage. And then other stuff, you're like, oh my God, this dude has like 20 songs that make me emotional. What the hell's going on here? So, I mean, uh, that, that clip of him like super high on Coke, just being a lunatic on stage oh, is like one, one of my from, favorite from things. Russia, where he's like throwing stuff and like, yeah, kicking, exactly. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's great. Yeah. It just makes you realize like, yeah, there's a reason this dude's a genius. He's <laughs> fucked up on Coke. All right. Um, great question about Tom Waits. Next up. Oh, this is interesting. I like this. Maybe this is uh, bands who are most woefully misrepresented by their best known material. Wow. That's a really good question. Hmm. <sighs> wow. To me, <clears throat> this is almost like they have like a one hit that's just like kind of odd. Yeah. But then the rest is quality. Oh, excuse me. Then the rest is quality. Um, hmm. I got to think about this one. So so a weird one that comes to mind is The Cure. But I don't okay. think they're misrepresented by their uh, like best known, their most popular songs. But I think there's people who would say that Disintegration uh, is their best album who when they hear like, you know, um, like the most popular Cure radio songs you know like fridays i'm friday i'm in what is it um yeah friday i'm in love friday i'm in love with you yeah um they might feel like that's not the right representation of disintegration which is this like super moody weirdo record and kind of is a very complete document um oh you know what there it is document it's it's rem rem's best known material isn't a misrepresentation of them but they are a band whose big pop hits, like singles, um, only represent a kind of a window into their career. And if you go back to like 80s era REM, they're like a defining band of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the same could be said for you too, but I think less so because I think some of their best songs are their big pop songs. And I, I you know, I, I'd, I'd also personally say that about REM, but I think when you start to do the dive on them, you see like, you see the vastness of their catalog. No, that's a pretty good one. I'm not even like a diehard REM fan. And I definitely have enjoyed a lot of the REM stuff that I never would have gone to as like a kid in the late nineties hearing that well, stuff. right like you hear it's the end of the world as we know it and that's a really fun song like i don't i don't know many people who dislike that song but like that's not representative of what their material sounds like no you know that's like this fun kind of like oddity that is really cool and unique um but it's not you know they're like shiny happy people yeah i wonder <laughs> hmm you know it's another weird one that comes to mind is something like rob zombie Okay. Um, which I can't speak to too much, but I feel like there's people who'd be like, no, no, if you only know like the hits, that's not really who that band is. Um, I think then you go into stuff like Pearl Jam, where it's such a massive catalog. Yeah. That like their biggest songs are still like, you know, 20 years old and, you know, they have hits and hits and hits through the years. But 
you get into their albums, they do have cohesive albums. They aren't just like a pop act who has like singles. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I started thinking about like, you mentioned one hit wonder bands. It's like, like the B 52s. I think the first few B 52s records are great. Yep. But then like all you ever hear is love shack or like rock lobster. I would put, I would put uh, talking heads in a very similar category there. Oh, sure. Uh, maybe Men at Work, too. And like these, like, no, no, like, you know the hit. Go listen to the album. There's some depth there. Um, I, have a, I have a friend that is like a diehard big country fan. The album is good. Always encouraged me to check out big country. I've never done it. The album is good. The problem is I also love the single so much. <laughs> like, okay. I love the single. Like yeah, It's great. It's fantastic. Um, there's a lot of that material in that, like, 80s new wavy kind of post-punk in the ether kind of stuff where it's like, Oh, this is just this like remarkable record. Um, I mean, I would say that actually an album that we covered for the podcast, uh, the verve. Oh um, yeah. That's a good one. Like bittersweet symphony is a hit. Yep. Doesn't represent. The it really doesn't record. represent that record at all. That was like yeah. almost the entire thrust of that episode. That's a fantastic, yeah. this is a great, great question. Thank you to whoever sent this. Um, I think there's really interesting, um, man, this is an interesting question on so many levels. Like, how do you split it? Like, is Iron Maiden well represented by Run to the Hills? No. Right. Um, Is Judas Priest well represented by Breaking the Law? No. No, you get a, you get a, like both those yeah, bands, I mean, like, like I don't want to, you get a little flavor, you get a taste of it, yeah, taste, but you yeah. don't get the full view. And if that's all you know, when you do dive in, like, whereas something like Motorhead, I think if all you know is Ace of Spades, that's giving you a good look in. Do I think there's more to dig into? Uh, definitively, yes. However, you're getting a sampling. You're getting a catch the, the, the energy of the band there, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sabbath paranoid like certain hits thing you get and they've got a few you know like you get some of the dynamic range uh ozzy crazy train Ooh, like i need more than crazy train but i think you're getting the right intro like so there's two there's another question you can take out of this which is like what band is most well represented by their best known material like their biggest hits and that's kind of like somebody might think that's easy but it's like if you had to pick a band and one song or an artist and one song to represent him that you feel like, Hey, this represents them to like the 90th percentile. Can you do it? Especially, especially artists with large catalogs. It's really tough. So, um, okay. Yo, great question. Yeah. I, I like this one. Answer without thinking what band should break up now and what band should reform now. So what band should break up now? My, my, without thinking like, kick in is the rolling stones they're just so (laughs) old and it's like really weird i'm very i have this weird thing with artists where and i'm sad about it because i didn't go see tom petty and i should have because i heard he was by all accounts a phenomenal live act till the very end yeah but the rolling stones like lost lost one of their longtime members and they're all old as dirt um wrap it up b wrap it up um i don't disagree yeah but i also do you have one that, that came to your mind 
Uh, I was thinking along the same lines. I thought of like Metallica kind of right off the bat, Ooh, but, but, wow. but, but, but at the same time, it's just like at a certain point, like, what are you going to do? Just keep playing. Like if I would, if I was them, I put, I try to put myself in their shoes. If I was them, I'd still be playing. You know, if I, 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 yeah. If it's me, I'm probably singing the same song. I'm saying, yeah, like, uh, keep cashing them checks, homie. You yeah, know? exactly. Uh, I'm not mad about it. Um, and the Rolling Stones are doing the same thing. I mean, like, yeah. like. I just, at a certain point, you just come off as such a like unemotional sociopathic weirdo that like, like, hey, our the dude that played drums for our band for like sixty years or whatever. That's right. Died, but we're still playing the show next week. Like, yeah, that's weird. That's but in weird. a way, I'm just like, hey, man, we all knew that that was the deal. Like, who's surprised? That's so right. that's I right. don't know. That's fine. And what band should get reform now? You know what? Almost in not hypocrisy, um, but a hey, this is the last chance. The Smiths get the Smiths back together. Do do uh, a week in L.A., a week in New York, whatever. Um, we can maybe maybe two weeks stand in London. Uh, uh, Morrissey isn't doing himself any favors in his uh, loose lips and you know losing fans <laughs> or whatever. Every single one of those people would quietly maybe hat drawn show up at that smith show say oh well i'm here for johnny moore um that's a fact i don't think i don't think like morrissey's getting old his voice is still gonna be fine but i think in another five to ten years this is not an option um weirdly a band i really like that i think if they were playing and the tickets were several hundred dollars i'd figure it out and i'd you know pony up yeah, I think that's a great answer. I mean, that's like one of the f- one of the only real like all time bands I can think of that haven't mm-hmm. even hinted at the idea of a reunion at this point. That's right. That's right. So that's a good one. I, I two quick answers for the Who Should Break Up that came to mind. Yes, please. One is Guns N' Roses um, because they've totally overstayed their welcome and as a reunion band, and I'm worried that they're they're inevitably going to put out like a new album and it's going to be terrible and they're just going to tarnish their legacy and i just hate to see that stuff happen okay um and the second one which hurts me to say honestly dude i think maiden should pack it in soon really i think they're getting dangerously close to the end okay i think they're getting dangerously close to the end and i think the further you push it if you can't pull off what you were once able to do live and the way that you were able to do it, just maybe just pack it in while it's still hot, you know? Man, I, I whew, that's an interesting one. I don't disagree, but I don't want to speak on it because I can't. Bruce's uh, vocals are starting to go. Starting like, to go. Uh, like the last live album, I was actually, I was like, I'm surprised they put this out because it doesn't sound great. The band sounds great. He's starting to not sound super great. Do you think when Neil Young sings, it's better to burn out than to fade away? He makes like a funny smirk face and like winks at the audience. <laughs> I heard he's been, uh, I heard he's been on a steady decline, steady decline live. So yeah. All right. Yo, another awesome question. Wow. All right. Um, are mashups legit or hoss shit? <laughs> <laughs> I like the Wugazi record and a couple of soul wax matchups. Okay. Um, points for creativity. Uh, you know, I think about this like the full, like what they did. There was a, was it a blueprint white album mashup way back? Yeah. Um, 
I never find myself going to them, but I'm not ruling it out. Uh, I, I think it's it can certainly be something that, if done creatively, adds a new um, facet to the music on both ends. Yeah. I'll say that I never go to stuff like this. Um, I've checked it out here and there. Um, you know, I feel like there were some records like 10, 15 years ago. They got a lot of hype when this was a thing, I guess, more popularly. But and it's like it can be interesting. And I think that, you know, that's a cool creative endeavor in and of itself is just like figuring out ways to mash that stuff up. And I'm sure that there are great versions of it. But mm-hmm. I'm I've personally just never been that interested so you're saying it's not legit, but maybe it's not hosh. I'm saying I'm saying it. I don't. I don't think it has to be shit. I guess it, yeah, it can be legit. It can be. We just haven't clued in. All right, yeah. you know, um, I'm not gonna. I don't want to be the bad guy here. Let's wrap it up. These Let's are some. Weird, we have more awesome questions. Um, please keep them coming. Send them at will as many as you can, as many as you like, as fast as you want. We're going to do another one of these episodes not too far off. Uh, you follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at TraxPod. And you send us the emails at TraxPod at gmail.com. Any wise words to close us off, Pete? No, man. Go uh, go listen to the Shrek 2 soundtrack. Ever fallen in love with a Shrek 2 soundtrack? <laughs> Maybe not. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.